A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The world is a great big Jaffa cake. Some people don't like it, others do. Very good morning slash evening, afternoon, night to you. The Prime Minister is in intensive care, uh, all pretty troubling stuff. I'm kind of pleased that the news at 10 has started showing the scary footage now, because I feel like the idiots might need to see the scary footage now, you know? Maybe we need, like, posters on park gates, like cigarette packets. Picture of Boris Johnson hooked up to their tubes, you know? Because really, it is a scary thing. Not Uh, Not least of all is the scary thought that Dominic Raab, who has that pretty but ultimately empty face, uh, like the first boyfriend you had who used to make cards for you before you decided to try out some of the fun boys who are a bit more hands-on, that he's going to be running the country. Uh, It's a good choice uh, because it's it's kind of like when you have a radio show and you take some time off. You know, you, you want someone passably competent sitting in but definitely not more entertaining than you you want people to be glad you're back and in that respect dominic raab is a golden goose okay dominic you okay that yep fine yep. so should boris be in intensive care for much longer or god forbid anything worse you will become the de facto prime minister de facto yep i i i know what that means so. mm, okay first of all is there anything you feel you need I should have a pen. A p- yeah, I think I should. I should have a pen. Okay. <laughs> don't you? <laughs> Certainly don't, Dominic. Pens are really good. Sometimes when you go to a hotel, you get a free one, so you could always. Cool. Now uh, the briefing's really key here. We don't want another gaff like that time you said you hadn't realised how important the Dover Calais crossing was when you were Brexit secretary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that now. <laughs> <You're> great. <laughs> yeah. Also, Star Wars isn't real. Okay. You know, I went to. 
the last film when it opened, I went to the midnight showing and I was really angry actually with all the people in the queue dressed up and laughing. And I said to them, wow, you're all having fun. People are dying up there. Now, in terms of the nuclear Have code, you noticed how grape juice tastes kind of creamy? I thought wine would taste like grape juice, but it's all yuck. Let's talk about health messaging. I think this is so important. Yeah, we have to get this right. Fatten the curve. Flatten. No, I think that's just silly. It won't be a curve then, will it? It'll be a straight line. Also, should we be telling people that if they graze their knees, they shouldn't eat their scabs? Okay, Dominic, we're done. Uh, let's move on to Radio Place. Uh, this went down very well yesterday. So Pat suggested uh, we all uh, chip in with ideas, titles for Radio Place and their playwrights. And uh, yesterday we did Ahoy, A Naughty Donut by J.K. Pipe. Uh, it was uh, well received. We had uh, the hashtag Sniff My Biscuit trending in uh, Bista. No, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, there were more suggestions. Pablo came up with a few. Uh, my personal favourite, I Done a Poo by Vivienne Winklepicker. <laughs> uh, also, A Home for a Harpsichord by Christian Spleenherder. That's nice. Uh, and Julie uh, went for uh, Footsteps in Zanzibar by Hetty Cronley. I quite like that one. Joy in a Birdcage by Penry Plip. And Shrew Lullabies by Saffron Wispless. And inspired by a trip to Tesco's The Absence of Corn Cakes by Jemima Fuffledance. Yeah, we've all suddenly discovered, haven't we? Everyone's secretly eating corn cakes. You sick. I think. What's today? days have no meaning the seventh i think on the 10th i might get some corn cakes three days to go i can do this uh, and Gemma says i've got better things to be doing right now than this but coming up with uh, names of plays is quite addictive uh so she came up with the corvid judgment by leslie chard palmer i really like that one i kind of i feel like that's going to be a, a cold war one i'm quite tempted anyway the many lives of bracken de winter by teddington crumphorn and Alphaba Awake by Letter Kenny Piero. I had to look up Alphaba. I didn't know what that meant. And it's some 10th century tithing taxation system in Murcia in Spain or something. I should have known that. Should have known that. It's pathetic. I apologise. What am I? Dominic Raab. Uh, Cancun on a Thursday by Anemia Windchime. And A Link Too Few by Middleton Way. And In the Chaffinch Nook by Margot Floozy Longpole. <laughs> Thank you very much for all of those. Uh, the one I've decided to favour today is Joy in a Birdcage by Penry Plip. And before I play it to you, it's really important that I say this one is going to frighten you when you first hear it. But you have to bear with me, OK? We have to push through the first frightening seconds of it when your bowels will clench perhaps harder than ever before. Uh, it's going to be all right. And it's based on a radio play I actually heard once. So this this is not... Hmm, here it is. Oh. Joy in a Birdcage by Penry Plip. Come downstairs and eat your rice and peas. Me coming. Now, when you going to get a job, eh? 
Me will go down the job centre in Brixton in a little bit. Is why you're asking me that now? Because the kids have the shoes that look like an alligator. The kids? Mm-hmm, the kids. Me have a question for you. What's that, Alfred? How come we're set in a play... I can't do it. How come... Uh, I've got Northern. How... Is why now we set in a play set in contemporary Brixton, which is full of white middle class media types now, and we're parents with young children making us 45-ish tops and talking with accents that belong to our parents or even grandparents. Mm-hmm. True that. Me do like this at all. Nor me. Me just have a London accent, innit? Well, I was born in Huddersfield, so... Alfred, is it more racist not to make plays about our community or to make plays about our community that make us sound like we fresh off the boat when we first or second or even third generation English? Me not know because me a little bit of a comedy character accorded very little by way of intellect. Oh, Alfred, you are like an overripe plantain. Cut. Well done. That was great, chaps. Was that all right? Lovely, really colourful. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was fine. Joy in a Birdcage was written by Penry Plip and directed by Hugo Oblivious. Alfred was played by Stephen Actualperson and Betty by Louise Jesus Christ. It was a well-intentioned but ultimately quite badly flawed production for Radio 4. Oh, that was so frightening. Uh, please keep your hashtag radio plays coming if you want more of these things. I mean, you know... Uh, but maybe I killed it forever for you today. I don't know. Uh, Neil emailed. It's not today at swanburst.com. Uh, he said, uh, hi, Jake. It's great to hear about all the new radio plays, but there's also new TV series starting. For example, Colliery Diaries. It's the latest reality game show in which we live life with the inhabitants of a small colliery village on the outskirts of Darlington. Tonight, Accusations fly when Christopher is punished over a mix-up between a vintage car table mat and a Georgian toasting fork. <laughs> sure. And the life and times of Paul Woomery Davis. In episode one, Sir August Tiddley Smorgasbord uses his rampant weapon of justice when he finds out that Cary Grant is working for the council as an ant-sexer. <laughs> How's the self-isolation, Neil? And there's loads more next week when hilarity ensues in the new sitcom My Old Man's a Diplomat for the Venezuelan Tea Board and a new game show presented by an ex-actor with family wealth so he doesn't really need the jo job called Handlebar Fish Slice Muskrat Pamplemousse. Cheers for now. I'm going to load up the TV planner. <laughs> That's fine. We'll stay with the radio plays for now. <laughs> Hashtag radio plays. It's at Not Today Pod if you want to get in touch or on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash... Not today, pod. So, uh, yesterday we launched a new game. David Alt, uh, maths whiz and smooth-voiced voiceover guy. He's got his own, he's so smooth, he sort of does his own compression. I wish I had a voice like that, but I'm too much of an excitable puppy. Anyway, uh, he's done this new game, Out Down. So the idea is you have to pick the lowest number that nobody else picks and there's a google form and you anyway let's play the music so david says the first out down run has finished 37 numbers were submitted the most popular number was 13 
chosen five times, followed by 11, chosen four times. Other repeated numbers were 5, 9, 12, 14, 17, 23 and 53. Special mention to Zorro from Aylesbury, the town, not the duck, for having a brave stab at 846. But the winners! Choosing the number three was Jem from Portishead, the town, not the band. Choosing number two was Birdie Starling from London. And choosing the number one was Lokesh from India. Wow. So you could have won with number one. Uh, He says the entries are reset and you can use the same form to play again. So have a go. I'll uh, I'll re re put it out probably at like two o'clock this afternoon because I'm so slack and rubbish. Uh, but I'll try and be on it a little bit more tightly. Thanks for this, David. I'm enjoying this little game. It's all about the psychology, isn't it? It's all about the psychology. Uh, Jackie has been in touch. She says, uh, "Hi, Jake. Hope you're well. I'm all right, thanks." Uh, you asked how we're getting on. Yeah, I'm just curious, generally. You know, how are you getting on with all of this weirdness? Jackie says, "Well, I messed up." and didn't get my then-already-overdue haircut before lockdown, so I'm currently contemplating cutting my own hair. I didn't think this was a good idea when I was four years old, and yet, here we are. I'm currently resisting the temptation, but only just. It's getting harder, though, and I fear this will only end badly. <laughs> so I'm imagining you... Kind of like, uh, I don't know, like a, an old uh, explorer, like an Arctic explorer with a, a gangrenous leg knocking back some rum, just wait until you're drunk enough to apply the tourniquet and saw it off or something. Uh, horrible image. Sorry. It's just a fringe. Uh, anyway, she says, uh, is anyone else trying to resist bad slash good ideas? That's a great line of questioning. What bad or good ideas are you trying to resist right now? Is it a culinary thing? Is it a hair thing? Is it a a personal groomy thing is it some kind of weird activity or a new hobby <laughs> we're all trying to resist bad and good ideas all the time let's let's share uh so tell me your your bad good ideas it's at not today pod on twitter or on facebook uh or you can um email not today at swanburst.com thanks for that jackie appreciate that she says, P.S., uh, listening to Not Today, thank you. Still the first thing I do when I finish work, and you all mean a lot to me. Uh, so thank you from the bottom of my little lockdown heart. Oh, that would make a great ballad. Um, hey, we're all in this together, right? Sure, of course we are. Anyway, Neil has emailed and says, uh, it's time for the next part of an occasional series, People Don't Understand Coronavirus. In a supermarket yesterday, which increasingly feels like playing a game of Doom or Resident Evil with every aisle of potential new danger. Yeah, I haven't been to a supermarket for some time and I... It doesn't sound like a good idea. Uh, Anyway, I got to the last item I wanted to buy, but I held back because there was someone ahead of me. Now this guy, he's a bloke in his early 60s, I presume, and he's staring at the coleslaw shelves with the focused intensity of someone trying to decipher complex ancient runes. (laughs) what coleslaw shall i buy impossible he looks round sees me waiting a good 10 feet back well done neil but does not seem to register that there might be a reason i'm standing at the end of the aisle obviously waiting for him to finish instead with one arm of his glasses in his mouth i know 
he returns to his mystic quest and the mysteries of the coleslaw. Further down the aisle, another man approaches but also keeps his distance. We clock each other and acknowledge silently, A, that we're both waiting for this gentleman to finish his quest, and B, that we will keep our distance. Finally, Gentleman A selects his item and steps, oh, I don't know, about two feet away from the shelves before pausing again as he ruminates on his decision, arm of glasses still in mouth. At this juncture, Gentleman B clearly decides that he has lived his life and no coleslaw, no glory, and staggers up to the shelves. Okay, I think. He knows what he's about. This won't take long. I'm mistaken in this belief. While Gentleman A finally drifts off down the aisles with the easy-going insouciance of some idiot with not a care in the world, Gentleman B starts his own bafflingly thorough interrogation of the coleslaw aisle, and I feel my will to live draining from me. Not only does Gentleman B take forever, but he also feels the need to both stare intently at every possible variation of cabbage in gunk, and also to touch every one, and then leave it on the shelf as if it's February 2020, for goodness sake. Finally, he keeps hold of his item and naffs off, and I swoop in for a small pot of potato salad, which, to my knowledge, at least has escaped his pawing. I return home a traumatised man. With people like this, I can't see how we can possibly make it, but perhaps I'm being oversensitive. I genuinely feel that there should be a public information film to explain to people how not to behave like the dreadful plague spreaders they really do seem to be. It could be called something like, you idiots still don't seem to be getting this. Anyway, stay safe and avoid the coleslaw aisle. All the best, Neil. Neil, thanks so much for that. That was very brilliantly written. Uh, your, you you channeled your anger into comedy extremely well. Uh, if anyone else has uh, anything to add to this occasional series, people don't understand coronavirus, uh, do do get in touch. It's not today at swanburst.com. Uh, and maybe maybe I'll try and do a public information film tomorrow or something. But yeah, people, uh, people... <laughs> They're a lot of fun, aren't they? Uh, right, that's it for today. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Wait a minute, there was something else. Wait a minute. Uh, Julie pointed out to me, and thank you for this. Uh, she's only just realised that Martin, the guy who uh, titled the Naughty Donut play yesterday, uh, his he's changed his name on Twitter to Noah Shawhands. And I didn't really understand that, but she's worked out it's Noah Shawhands... Uh, he's changed his... That's very clever, isn't it? Very good wordplay there. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, tomorrow, perhaps another radio play, depending on you uh, and what, what you thought of today's. I'm, I'm curious. Am I curious? I'm terrified. Uh, and uh, more funny games. And uh, any of your people are stupid during pandemics stories. Uh, take care of yourselves. Stay safe. We've got this. See you tomorrow. This has been a Swanburst Media production. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.